0: It's been fun in the last few years, trying to keep up with Gary Wirtasik. We knew him as the CEO of Cyrus One, you know, sort of a button-down New York Stock Exchange type, head of a gigantic corporation. Then he retired, and we figured, well, maybe he's going to maybe take up billiards. But no, no, it's, it's turned into a business that is just growing like crazy. Gary Wirtasik joined us right now. It's good to have you with us.
1: Good to be back, Dave. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me. So
0: you told me so. So you, you like RVs, and so you decided you were going to buy a few little sort of like doggy daycares for RVs and boats. And now I look up and you've got you've got fifty.
1: Yeah, actually fifty-one. <laughs> we we picked up another one, but uh, yeah, it's been growing really quickly.
0: I mean, these are enormous. I mean, if you think about someplace that can house a whole bunch of RVs or are. Big big boats, it has to be an enormous location. What are you doing? Are you are you rolling up? Are you buying existing ones? Are you building new? Yeah,
1: we are. Um, you know, we start we started this business just because it was a lack of specialized storage facilities focused on boat and RV, and uh, and I had an immediate need because I I had bought one during COVID, and, you know, and this was my Italian vacation, and I didn't have a place to park it, yeah. so I had a real need. And then I just started buying these up in and around Dallas. And then, you know, I said, hey, this is like a great little business and let me go scale it. And uh, and so we've started running really hard for the last 18 months, you know, two years now. And uh, now we have 50, 51 locations across six states. And I don't know, size wise, it's probably close to 500 acres of capacity across all the different uh, facilities that we have.
0: So Arizona, Florida, Kansas, Tennessee, Missouri, Missouri.
1: Tennessee, yeah, uh, Tennessee, Missouri, Kansas, you know, Arizona. Yeah, we're, you know, we're basically focused on the Sun Belt states and the Mountain states for the next eighteen months, and then after that, we'll we'll go around the rest of the country.
0: Yeah, I like the extensions of this business, though. So, so now you've taken up sort of, a, sort of a riddle. You're sort of like Airbnb, but for RVs. Exactly. Yep, yep. Tell me how that works.
1: Yeah, so so we started up a company called uh, Rec Rental, which is run by the pseudo or self-proclaimed uh, RV checks, and um, and what we do there is we basically help monetize and lease out our customers' RVs to other people that want to go on vacations or camping trips or sporting events, and so in that way, you know, when these RVs are just sitting dormant, it's a way to monetize it. You know, provide some additional cash flow to uh, yeah. to our customers, and we make some cash, they make some cash, and everyone does better for it. So it's a really exciting business.
0: Boy, that's, um, that that's not the same as like me having a you know an extra Volkswagen Beetle that uh, that I don't need, and and I. But these are you know hundreds of thousands of dollars. And it takes a specialized driver, I guess, license to do that sort of thing, yeah. and the insurance must be horrendous. You've taken on a lot in doing this. Yeah,
1: no, actually, so you don't need to. Uh, you don't need to have a special license uh, for it, um, and we have uh, arrangements with the insurance companies that just provide insurance from the time period that it's rented. So, uh, so if you were to come in and rent it for the weekend, you picked it up on a Friday and you returned it on a Sunday. There will be a, 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 a temporary insurance program written just for that three day period. provides all the protection for it. Outside of that, the owner of the RV has their normal insurance, you know, that they would use just like auto insurance to protect their RV. But outside of that, there's special insurance for this that the renter pays for. So so the owner of the RV is always protected. Um, and you know, as part of that whole process, you know, we walk folks through the the protocol. Of how do you use these? Operate them? How to drive them, you know what they should do in certain situations, just so that they're comfortable when they leave the lot, that they know what they're doing.
0: You know, I, I looked through the the website, looking at you know seeing all these locations, and I was looking through the the, the personnel, and many of them all seem to have the same name. Is this yeah. is this, was this envisioned as a family business?
1: No, so so it wasn't originally right, um, but. Um, originally it was just, I, you know, I was retired and, and I was kind of getting a boarding, board of going fishing, right? There's not enough guys my age that had a lot of free time. And so I wasn't able to do as much fishing as I'd like. And I started this and then my oldest son was with me, um, you know, during COVID and, uh, you know, he was an actuary, uh, working at PwC. And so it wasn't, it wasn't difficult to convince him to, to give up that role, to kind of help me launch this. And then over time. My other kids saw, you know, what we're doing, having a lot of fun, but you know, what they recognized was that the opportunity in terms of being able to learn something from the ground up uh, is enormous. Right. And so, so it's, this business is like, in as much as it's so successful financially, uh, we're actually growing faster than I did at Cyrus one. It's, it's almost like a pay it forward business for me in that I've, I've gotten a lot of great young talent in here that we're giving them tons of experience right from the beginning, learning how to pull together business plans, learning how to launch products, learning things that you would never get to do in your career, which is really nice. So it's, you know, so there's, there's definitely a part of the business that's really exciting because it's something new and different, unique industry. But what's also really cool is just being able to teach all of these other folks, you know, what to do, right? You never get that opportunity in life. And so several of my kids have joined, and uh and it's just been a wonderful experience for me I feel pretty uh pretty
0: blessed right, well that's a remarkable family that could stay together like that and do it what about <laughs> so what when, yeah. when you buy these outfits and you you roll them into your organization do you generally keep the people or are you putting in your own people
1: no we we uh we don't so we built the the business very similar to what we were doing uh when i was at cyrus one is we run these as much as possible on a lights out basis, so these are unmanned facilities we put in systems and processes in place that can manage all of these facilities remotely. Um, through remote access uh, security cameras um, and we have roaming operational staff, so if if there's any type of maintenance item or something that needs someone on site we will send out one of the OPS team uh, to go to it to kind of address whatever the issue is but. But it's not like a traditional so- self-storage facility where there are manned people there all the time. So, so you know, we we've, we've come at it from a different lens, uh, and just because of the experience that we had in running Cyrus. I mean, like Cyrus is probably like 50 data centers around the world, and and you know, there's one knock center in in Dallas that controls all of them, and so we we deployed basically the same concept here. To run these other self-storage facilities.
0: That's fascinating. Well, obviously it works. That's just I'm a, I'm yeah. So t- so tell me about this other you were, you sent me a note and you said you were going around buying up old Airstream trailers. And what yeah. have you done? You you turned it into a, like a motel?
1: Yeah. So uh, yeah. So I was driving around, uh, convincing my wife to tag along, and uh, we were buying these antique vintage Airstreams, so that are older than me. And uh, we're driving in West Texas, Oklahoma, picking them up. And I was just dumping them off at our uh, out of our headquarters. And I was telling my wife, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to build something pretty cool here. And so and along the way, we were also picking up old cars that were abandoned at some of the sites and trucks. And so what we what we eventually turned into our our global headquarters, which is what we like to say is, uh, is basically a cross between Cadillac Ranch from Mountain Amarillo, yeah. where you're burying cars partially and you're painting them. Uh, and so if you ever come to the place, we'll give you a spray can and you can spray paint your name or whatever you want on it. And then and then we also ring fenced it with, with these Airstream trailers that we converted into offices, which, which is basically a version of the truck yard. So if you ever gone to the truck yard bar in like Lower Greenville, yeah, which absolutely. is a cool concept, oh, I love that place. So we've kind of smashed those two concepts together, and that's that's what we uh, we use as our global headquarters.
0: I see. I see. Well, so is the idea that ultimately you maybe you turn these into rental units? a like no, a no,
1: we, no. They are all turned into actual offices. Oh, so okay. our staff occupy each each of those. So depending on the size, there's either you know two up to four people that live or work out of these these converted airstreams that we've converted to offices. Well, this so ought to be
0: pretty easy to spot for the road. Where Where it's, is it's it? Difficult.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, we're in uh, in Wiley, right near uh, Lake uh, Ray Hubbard and, you know, LeVon Lake out, you know, so probably about, as the crow flies, maybe 20 miles, you know, northeast from downtown Dallas.
0: So you ought to be a good economic indicator, I guess. You know, that's that's an expensive a a big boat or an RV is an expensive thing to have and to maintain and to buy fuel for. So tell me about the economy from your standpoint.
1: Yeah. So so that so, you know, it's really interesting. I mean, um, so boat and RV sales have been just off the charts for for years, all through COVID. You couldn't get one. Right. And then what happened starting last year is interest rates started increasing. Um, you know, sales started uh, falling just because they've become more more costly now to to finance. So, as of the first quarter of this year, RV sales are down fifty percent from where they were last year. But what was nice about it from from our perspective is that the 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 amount of storage capacity required is really steady. It's not really that impacted by RV sales as much, and so our sales have been. Increasing pretty spectacular. I mean, we've been on record sales for the last four or five months. So in spite of kind of a backdrop in the industry that really had RVs, you know, really slowing down dramatically, um, our sales have been doing very well.
0: I, I can't wait to check back in six months and see if you've doubled in size again. Uh, well, that's that's plan I like your <laughs> I think you're, you're you've got a great idea of a retirement Rec nation is the retirement vehicle for Gary Watazik the uh, chief camper and founder and it's always good to catch up with you thanks for the time
1: yeah thanks. great for having me on again Dave thanks. good uh, good catching up
0: thanks for more of our conversation go to krld.com slash CEO I'm David Johnson news radio 1080 Krld